Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Got it back on the fan final hour of the show. Let's reset a little, shall we? Now that everything is in the books, I feel much better about doing a sports talk show about the games that have now finished. Islanders lose to the Canes game one of that series. Islanders 0 for 4 on the power play. That was the difference in the game. Canes scored two power play goals. The Nets lose to the Sixers in Philadelphia in game two of that series. The one thing that I will say about the Nets, and I said this to start the show, that even though, look, the Nets aren't winning this series. We knew that coming in. Maybe they get a game. Maybe they get a couple games here and make things interesting. They're not beating the Sixers in this series. Nobody ever thought that was realistic. But they do have a bright future. With Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, they have a bright future. I think the Nets did well for themselves in the KD trade. I mean, as well as you could do under the circumstances. Anyway, Nets lose to the Sixers. Uh, but the future could be bright building around those two young players. Now, the real fun. The Knicks and the Rangers, who are both together in the postseason for the first time since 2012, 2013, 10 years. They are both in the postseason. Knicks, of course, already got the game one win on the road in Cleveland. Rangers will try to do the same on the road, taking on the Devils. But the Knicks, with a very impressive performance on Saturday. Matter of fact, The Knicks didn't even play their best game on Saturday. They were sloppy at times, looked like a young team learning its way in the postseason, reckless with the basketball, not respecting every single possession. But Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Josh Hart, too much to overcome. And, man, they got it done down the stretch. Uh, Just a, a thrilling Knicks performance Saturday night. Let's see what's in store for game two. Now, the big issue is, even though Randall is back dealing with that ankle, Josh Hart listed as doubtful for tonight's game two. But the Knicks will take on the Cavs in Cleveland, looking to take a commanding two games to none lead in this series before they return home for game three on Friday. Rangers, we mentioned Rangers, Devils get underway. Look, I mean, this is as good as it gets here. It's the first round, sure. But it's Rangers-Devils. It feels like it's an Eastern Conference Finals matchup, especially with how good each of these two teams were this year. That is a big-time matchup between two powerhouse teams 
throughout the course of this regular season. And two, I mean, it's a hated rivalry. Two teams that hate each other with the Devils and Rangers. One team with you know some experience in the postseason as the Rangers went on a run last year to the Eastern Conference Finals. Devils kind of new at this for now with this group. Will that be an impact? How much of an advantage will it be with Shesterkin in that for the Rangers? Will the Devils' speed be too much for the Rangers? But this is a Rangers team that is built to go out there and compete to win the Stanley Cup. It took a long time to get back to here after the elimination by the Lightning last year in that Eastern Conference Final. Long road back. Started slowly this season. Maybe a little bit of a hangover, the disappointment of the postseason. But they kind of found their way. Made additions along the way. Tarasenko and Kane are atop the list. Rangers, young guns, playing extremely well. As talented a top six as there is in the league. The run begins tonight now. On this Tuesday morning here on The Fan. Tonight. Rangers-Devils game one at the Rock. We also talked about the Yankees and John Carl Stanton, who once again is placed on the IL. Stop me if you've heard this before. Matter of fact, just cut this tape up. I don't even have to say it anymore. Just rerun it next year or uh, in two months from now when he gets hurt again. John Carl Stanton dealing with a grade two strain of the hamstring. He's going to miss four to six weeks. And my thoughts to start the show was that John Carl Stanton is part of the problem for the Yankees. He is the problem for the Yankees. They didn't need him when they acquired him in the offseason heading into the 2018 year, coming off of their Game 7 loss in the ALCS to the Astros. They didn't need him. They had that type of player in Aaron Judge. You don't need two of those guys. One is more than enough. Build the rest of the team out elsewhere. It prevented them from getting Manny Machado or Bryce Harper They made their decision to go all in on John Carl Stanton, and that was a huge mistake that even, what, six years later is still, unfortunately, having a negative effect on the Yankees, a negative impact on the Yankees. He's inconsistent. He's never healthy. He doesn't have a position. He clogs up the DH spot, and he's getting paid a lot of money for a ball player with all those issues. Now, look, Stanton has been accountable. He's been up front with the media and all that stuff. You respect it. When he's hot, he's on fire. He's he's carried them in some postseasons. Unfortunately, it hasn't been enough. And they need to build a better balanced team. So we started the show talking about that. Yanks off last night. They'll be back in action tonight. Angels come to town after you know Garrett Cole's dominant performance to salvage a split against the Twins. Yankees still have not lost a series this year. Garrett Cole proving again he is the best pitcher in baseball clearly on his way to a Cy Young Award. I mean, goes out there every fifth day, takes the ball, takes the mound, dominates. He actually threw a complete game. For those of you under the age of 30, a complete game is something that happens when the pitcher who starts the game finishes the game. It used to happen a lot more often. Look it up. And the Mets game has been completed. They get a huge win. I would say this is the best Mets win of the year. On the road in L.A., after going back and forth pretty much all game long, Dodgers got out to the early lead. I mean, Freddie Freeman was tormenting the Mets again. David Peterson got roughed up. Peterson gave up six runs in his six innings of work, three homers. 
uh, as well, two of which came uh, off the bat of Freddie Freeman. He just destroys the Mets. Max Muncy was the other. But, you know, the Mets got behind one nothing. They came back with a two-spot of their own in the top half of the second. Got behind 3-2, came back with three more in the fourth. Then the Dodgers side, it was a real back-and-forth game. Dodgers took the lead in the bottom of the sixth inning. But the Mets would answer with three in the top of the seventh, and that would be it. Mets bullpen would shut down the Dodgers. Brooks Raley, Drew Smith, Adam Adovino close it out. And look, for the Mets, they got contributions offensively from the top and the bottom of the order. Nimmo with three hits and a run scored. Marte with a base hit and a run scored. Lindor was on base, drove in a run, scored a run. Alonzo, three hits, including a big RBI. Jeff McNeil starting to get hot. Three hits and a ribby. And then how about the bottom of the order? Canna with a base hit and a run scored. Vogelback actually swinging the bat. Daniel Vogelback, zero walks. Daniel Vogelback, one home run, three RBI. Drove in a run with a ground out, but had a two-run homer. See, good things can happen when you swing the bat. Vogie, how about that? And Brett Beatty, the 2023 debut for Brett Beatty. Even he contributed with a base hit and an RBI. Beatty was also tested. And did every Met have a hit? Every Met starter? Oh, no, Lindor was the only one that didn't have a hit. Um, but Beatty was also tested in this game. In a couple of key spots, Dave Roberts went to the lefty to get Beatty, and he did get him. But good to see Beatty looking like he belongs, not looking overmatched like Francisco Alvarez, like so many other um, you know, rookies we've seen or top prospects we've seen when they come up. All the hype, it doesn't match what they look like. Beatty, it matches, at least offensively. You know, like we said, against the lefties, didn't get the job done, but Beatty still looked pretty good overall. And you just get the feeling the Mets are heading in the right direction here after a little bit of a slow start. They are now 11-6 and six on the year. And, you know, it's look, it's way too early to look at the standings, of course. You're not going to get caught up in that. But keeping pace with the Braves team, who was out to another ridiculous start. Braves have the most wins in the National League with 13. The Braves have won seven straight ball games. The Mets have now won five. And imagine if they didn't. You know, outside of the Rays, you're talking about you know the Mets and Braves right there with the baseball's best. Milwaukee's got 12 wins as well. And Milwaukee, of course, had three of those wins head-to-head with the Mets. But as far as best records in baseball, Mets are right there. Yet again, stop me if you've heard this before. So even after a little bit of a slow start, Mets starting to show, and this was their best game of the year. I know Robertson didn't, uh, uh, Peterson didn't have it. But on a night where their starter gave up six runs in six innings, the offense did the job. That's what good teams do. And like we said, just keeping pace with the Red Hot Atlanta Braves, who are picking up where they left off last year. Never, ever lose. 877-337-6666. Brian is calling from Los Angeles. What's up, Brian? What's going on, Sal? How are you, Brian? I'm great. I just got back from the game. Uh, I got to say, that's probably one of the best Mets games I've ever been to. Um, Peterson was driving me crazy, but uh, they just kept fighting. And, uh, yeah, it's just the hell of a win. Well, the fun back and forth. When you're at the game, you live in L.A., Brian? Are you just there visiting or what? 
Yeah, I live here. I've lived here since 2009. Now, did you leave the game early? Because you got home kind of quickly. I did. After they took the tour, I was there with my wife, so she was cold. It was like 50 degrees there. Oh, so, I mean, 50 dude. degrees is pretty Look at you, Brian. For us. Look, you know, I get it. Because I was saying, I just said last week that the best, uh, the, the best thing about being married is that when I take my wife to the ball game, I have an excuse to get the hell out of there early. Oh, you know what? My wife was cold. Sorry. Got to go. See ya. <laughs> Drove home. No traffic whatsoever. Exactly. And you know what it's like getting out of Dodger Stadium parking uh, when the game when the game is over? You know, I've heard about it. It's a disaster, right? Yeah. It takes at least like 60 minutes to to an hour and a half to, just to get out of the place. It's a nightmare. Why can't they fix that? Because there's just one exit down the Chavez Ravine. So everyone gets funneled through this little uh, this little freeway system, and it's, it's rough. And what do you do? Because I've never been there. I've actually, it's one of the few ballparks I have not been to. I got six left on my list. Uh, six or seven, I think, because the new Texas one. But I have to check that off the list. What do you, like, what do they do to try to combat that? Do people hang out after? Do people like yourself leave early? Like, what do you do? Um, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, once the game ends, everyone just shuffles off to their car and heads out. There's, there's not a whole lot else to do. Um, so you got to leave early. It's pretty cool. It, it's actually kind of similar to the, uh, to City Field and they got all the, the restaurants and stuff in the outfield in the concourse there. Uh, so there's, there is stuff to do there, but, uh, once the game's over, it's just, everyone just tries to get out as fast as they can. Yeah. I wouldn't blame you for leaving early then. Cause I would not want to deal with that traffic. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, there's no, either I'd stay way late afterward, as long as they could let you stay there for whatever, whatever reason, or try to bail early, especially in a close game. Cause you would assume most people aren't leaving an eight, six game early like yourself. For sure. I mean, I would have stayed for the whole thing if I was there by myself, but no, I, I was it. actually pretty happy that they were up too. I was like, okay, this is a good spot to leave. We'll, we'll get, get home clean. I'll be able to watch the game at home. Of course I couldn't because the game is blacked out because I'm in LA. Um, that tried to watch on MLB TV. So that was wait. So why couldn't you just annoying. watch it? Do you, do you not have a uh, cable or whatever it is out there? No, nah, I don't know. I, oh. I don't pay for cable. I just have, uh, I got you, know, you. The, the streaming networks and stuff. Now you and you can't stream SNY from there. Like no, I can't. Huh. I can't. Interesting. No. I didn't know that. You SNY the app can't get the games, huh? Oh, because it's in LA. Yeah. So if it were in Milwaukee, you could get it. Probably, yeah. But in LA, because you're in the local market, you can't. Oh, all right. Well, then you better. You have to go to the game and watch. Yeah, it. Spectrum or whatever the cable services here has like a chokehold there there's been a battle over trying to get uh other other networks um to show the dodgers game and and it's impossible they just will not relent whatsoever so Interesting. all the games are blacked out oh well i mean that's awesome i gotta get out there one of these days brian thank you for the call glad you had a good time those back and forth games when you're at them the the most famous one that comes to my mind is the matt franco game the first time that the Mets were able to take two of three from the Yankees in the Subway Series. And it was 1999, I want to say July of 99. Um, But 1999, that back-and-forth game until finally Matt Franco was able to win the game with a base hit off of Mariano Rivera. It It was certainly one of the great regular season games I've ever been to. But it was one of the greatest regular season games, I mean, period. Forget about going to it. It was unbelievable. But when you're at those games, 
And a little different for Brian being on the road in Dodger Stadium where there's going to be the majority of Dodger fans. But also similar in that even at Shea Stadium that day, there were a lot of Yankee fans. So you're at the game, a back-and-forth game like that, and then there's the trash talk one way, then the trash talk goes the other way, then the trash talk the one way. So the back-and-forth with the you know fans getting on each other, that's what makes it uh, a wild game and the atmosphere there. Anyway, it was an impressive win for the Mets. They have turned the corner uh, after their sluggish start to the year, we'll say. In Buck, we trust. Whoever doubted this ball club, raise your hand. 11 and 6 now. 11 and 6 to start this year. Who could, who in their right mind would ever doubt this team? Hector's in Washington Heights, Hector. <laughs> What's up, Sal? You, you think you're funny. Mm-hmm. You're trying to set me up like I doubt this club. Oh, of course I doubt this club. No, no, come on, son. Not tonight. Hey, Not we, tonight. you and I, Hector, you and I were, you know, in lockstep here on this road trip saying seven and three, where many people were like, ah, oh, five and five, six and four. We now, said seven and three. I actually had someone tell me today, oh, I'll be happy with five and five. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> How can you be three and oh on, to start a road trip and tell me, wait, Seven games left, you'll be, you be good with five and five. Like, get out of my face with that nonsense. Please. Uh, oh, we got Dustin May today. He hasn't won something. I don't care. I don't care about that stuff. We are the New York Mets, baby. We These teams don't worry about us. Dustin May was worried about us today. We don't worry about him. And we don't worry about no damn Kershaw tomorrow either. So I'm with you. Seven and three. Sam, I'm thinking 10 and 0 now. Seven and three. That, that's shooting too low now. Until we lose a game, I'm thinking 10 and 0. Nine and one, eight and two. That's yeah, I mean, I do think I'm look. I'd sign for seven and three, like I said before the road trip started. But right now, eight and two is not unrealistic. No, not at all. But oh, this game, this game was so fun to watch, man. And I, I'm with you in lockstep on a couple of things. Vogelback, you see what happens when you swing the bat? That's what you got to do, buddy. Swing the darn bat, bro. You know, and you'll get a kick and, out of this. I was just telling Jerry Blevins today or last night now, in the SNY newsroom before the Baseball Night New York show, where, you know, because I get on Vogelback all the time because all he does is walk, he doesn't swing the bat, and then over the, over the weekend after watching him, I realized why, in fact, he doesn't swing the bat. Because when he does, nothing good happens. He strikes out, he grounds out to first, and wouldn't you know it that Vogelback swings the bat today and homers, a two-run homer, and it was a difference maker. Good for him. Well, because he's always swinging at bad pitches, in my opinion. For a guy that has such a good eye, right, he does all these walks, his pitch selection to swing on is horrible. He's always swinging these up and away pitches, and he's trying to pull them. Today, he had, it was a little bit away the pitch, but he actually was able to go with it, and he's strong enough that he can hit it out. So we just got to get him to swing the right pitches. I think. Did we get any? Did well, we get any Hector um, uh, blunt thoughts? Any live reactions from some of the action tonight? No, no, because I was actually working, so I couldn't do really live. I did cut in during the game at one point. I forget what the heck it was for. Hector um, does Hector does some Twitter videos, which I find entertaining, but I want more raw you live watching the game. That's what we need. I like that you came up with your own creative name. You have a logo. Blunt thoughts. I like it, Hector. The, the, the thing with the live thing, I, I don't want to be fake, and I like it to be original, so it's, it's tough to like know when to like go like record myself so I can have a live reaction video. You record I mean? yourself like, in bigs. It's not that difficult. Record yourself know, in big spots. I should have done it last night with Pete because I was even in a group chat. I told guys, okay, Lindor hit his home run. Now it's Pete's turn. 
two pictures later, boom. I don't know how they go through the ceiling in my apartment. Yeah. So <laughs> right. So that's what we need. We want to see unfiltered, raw Hector. You got to get out. You got to get the video. Look, Just look, get what it I want to see is more Mets like tonight knocking the ball over the ballpark. Our boy McNeil is going to go on the hot street now. Sal, get ready. Yeah, Fleet and I were talking about that. He's he's, he's locked in turn now. It on. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on a streak of two, three hit games like he did last year a few times where he goes on a little streak, four or five games in a row, multi-hit games. I'm looking out for that. And, man, Sal, can you get up on Matt Nimmo now? Now do you understand what I was saying about Brandon Nimmo and why he needed to come back and why he didn't give a damn what they gave him? He's earning every single cent of that money. Saved the game yesterday. Another great play today. Come on, man. That guy has gotten better and better every Agreed. year. And I still got to fight people off about Brandon Nimble's contract. No, well, the contract doesn't, the contract doesn't mean anything. No, I said, now you have to remember, this was before I knew that they were going to be able to go out there because nobody was saying it. We should have assumed it, but nobody was saying that they were going to be able to go out there and get all these other players, bring back everybody. It was kind of like, ah, well, if they do spend this much on Nimmo, it might prevent them from going out there and getting a big bat. And they did not because they were going to sign Carlos Correa to a you know, $300 million-plus contract. So in that case, if I knew it wasn't impacting anything else, then I was fine with it. And you're right, Nimmo has turned into one hell of a player. i got to be honest, I'm shocked. I mean, the fact that Brandon Nimmo, offensively, whatever, that's uh, not, not a surprise. The fact that Brandon Nimmo has turned into a center fielder that is saving games with his defense, I'm stunned. Yeah, listen, I've been high on him, but but even I'm a little surprised with a couple of the plays. But I love it, man. I, I I I'm all for that, man. Listen, I know as fans, we would love for everybody to be a finished product, but that's not the case, man. Everybody doesn't come into league into the league as what they're going to be as a superstar. You know, everybody's not a LeBron James. I know it's a different sport, but that guy comes in the league, a guy like that, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? He takes off. A Bryce Harper comes in the league, and he takes off immediately right away. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, what'd you think of the what'd you think of the Rangers game last night? Oh no, they did. They they took on the Kansas City Royals. Oh, the Texas Rangers. Yeah, did, did you <laughs> did you see who started that game? Yeah, did you see who left the game? No, I, no, did. I did. I no, did. Oh not no no no! I'm just letting you know. I didn't know if you saw it. I didn't know <laughs> oh, if you, you saw know. it. Yeah. You know, you know I saw it. You know I saw it. But I'm trying to be good this year, so I'm trying okay. to be a good player. Fair enough. And I actually do feel badly for DeGrom, but he did yeah, leave the game. Of course. I don't want him to get hurt. It's just that, you know, listen, it is what it is, man. The guy has not been able to stay healthy. Um, I thought the Mets did the right thing. Like, right. considering what you've been going through, this is what we can offer you. Now, had he come back, I think they would have gone up a little bit. But then he didn't. He wanted to leave. I don't care what anybody says. He also wanted to leave. The Mets maybe wanted to let him go. Or not let him go, but wanted him at the right, right we, price. No, we agree, right? They wanted him at the right price. We agree on that. And thank you for the call, Hector. And I'm not trying to poke fun at DeGrom. I just know that Hector and I were in agreement with that. And, you know, people were, you know, there were people who felt the other way. I wish DeGrom was here. I do. But it's the same stuff with him. He's always hurt. Like, like John Carl Stanton. DeGrom and Stanton are the same thing. They're always hurt. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. It's their 27th World Championship. The most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Devils Rangers get their series started tonight at The Rock. The quest for the Stanley Cup begins tonight for the New York Rangers. So, the NHL postseason is, for me, and I know a lot of sports fans feel the same way if you're a hockey fan, you... I like, look, I know the regular season is great. Not trying to diminish that. Going to hockey games, I love it. But the postseason in the NHL increases the most from the regular season. The you, you If you would give it a, I don't know, I don't want to be disrespectful. If you say it's a five in the regular season, it's a 20 in the postseason. I'm not trying to diminish the regular season, but it, it just goes up. So many levels where the difference in the other sports is not that significant as far as I'm concerned. NBA a little bit. Look, it's always better in the postseason. But the NHL playoffs is second to none. One thing I do find highly overrated about the NHL playoffs, and we'll get back to your calls in a second here, 877-337-6666, is the amount of overtime games. Like People are like, oh my God, overtime thriller. Oh, double overtime. Oh, triple overtime. It happens way too often for me to think it's a huge deal. Fleas just told me the Kings won an overtime. By the way, what's up with the Oilers? Why can why aren't they any good? I don't understand it. Oilers were a better team than the Kings. Not by a ton, but their last nine games this season No, I know, but I'm saying overall. Like I know that they're good. You know, they make it to the postseason. Oh, no, I'm even saying, like, they, they win their last nine games of the regular and season, they're on fire, and game one of the postseason, back to losing. Yeah, it's like a terrible law. You can't do that at home like that. Come on. I want the Oilers. I, I hope it's Rangers-Oilers. That's what I'm rooting for. You want to see a team, like, you hope every year, like, can the Angels finally get there? Maybe not this year because Mets fans want Otani, but right. in all the other years, can they get Trout in the postseason with the Oilers? It's Can they make a run so the whole world or whole country can see Connor McDavid? Right, have they they even won a playoff series or they did win one and maybe got bounced early? I don't even know if they've won a playoff series. But it, they're disappointing. For a team that's got Connor McDavid, who's the best player in the world by a long shot, they always disappoint. And already now they're behind it, uh, losing to the Kings. Anyway, they lost it overtime. Bruins beat the Panthers in regulation. Islanders, you know, lost in regulation. Stars and Wild, guess what? Going to overtime. It, double overtime in that game. See, that's the other thing. Double overtime, triple overtime. Last year, I was at game one, Rangers-Penguins at the Garden. Triple overtime loss. It happens too often. I mean, it's exciting, don't get me wrong. But it's not like, oh my God, did you see that triple overtime game? Yeah, I did. Uh, and I saw the one two days ago as well. And the one a week before that. Did you see that? It's not like it's some kind of 
whoa, I haven't seen this in forever. I'd be curious if the numbers back that up, but for me, it just seems like way too often that these games go in overtime. You have anything on the Oilers there as far as the postseason series goes? They won two rounds last year, and okay. they won one round in 2017. All right, so that's not terrible. Last year, they made it to the conference finals and lost, but the two years before that, 2020 and 21, they lost in the first round both years after having a pretty good regular season in 2020, and in 2021, they were excellent, and they lost immediately. And I can't knock them for last year. Then Maybe I was. Maybe this is really prior to last year, and this year should be a determining factor because there's no clear-cut favorite in the West. They should be able to get through the... West at some point, but last year right, the, well, they, like, the West is different than the East. There's a couple teams all you know around the top. The uh, Vegas had 111 right. points. The Oilers and Avs had 109. Stars at 108. So they're the second seed in the Pacific Division. But you get the Kings at home, a team you're better than for Game One. You have the best player in the world. Go win a game. Yeah, you, you uh, keep home ice. And the reason why I say last year they get a pass because the Avalanche were so much better than everybody else. It's like okay, you tip your cap. I mean, it was just a better team. Right, this year, I mean, they finished with the same amount of points as the Avs in the regular season right. if you get them in a matchup. it's there's a You can see a path for the Oilers this year, whereas last year, realistically for anybody in the West, there wasn't one because the Avs were so good. Similar to the Bruins this year. Will it happen again? Will the best team prevail? At least for a night, the Bruins did. And I wouldn't expect them getting tripped up by Florida. If anything else, it would be the next round. So I'm assuming tonight is that uh, Maple Leafs Lightning series as well. woo baby. Maple Leafs and Lightning, Devils-Rangers, those have to be two of the best matchups. I mean, look, it's the postseason. A lot of great matchups. But those two, three matchups in the Atlantic and the Metro, I'm looking forward to both those. All right, 877-337-6666. Josh is calling from Queens. What's up, Josh? Hey, how's it going? Good, Josh. How are you? Good, good. Thank God. Uh, so I got a bunch of points I want to talk about today. Three things in specific. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, I'm, a, I'm a massive, massive fan. I think you're a great guy, and I love listening to your show. I appreciate that, Josh. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so, so the three things, first of all, I want to talk about Julius Randle for a second in the Knicks. Uh, growing up, I'm currently 22 years old. Growing up, I've been going to Knicks games since I'm four years old, and I've seen them just Stink and stink and stink. And finally, we got a star. And I got to tell you something. I really think this guy has potential. I'm not going to say LeBron James because I think that would sound a little stupid, but uh, close to LeBron James. Because I think when LeBron James was this age, he was averaging some very similar numbers. Am I, am I wrong? With Julius Randle? You know, you know, I... I yeah, you I can't, exactly you can't compare him... I'm not going to look at the numbers. You can't compare Julius Randle to LeBron James. So you were right to try to avoid that in the beginning. You could, do, you don't have to bring up LeBron. Just talk about how Julius Randle has been great here. I mean, the guy's been, he's an all-star two out of the last three years. And he was clutch. You know, that game, a lot of the attention goes to Jalen Brunson, and rightfully so. And a lot of the attention went to Josh Hart. But Julius Randle was terrific in that game. Oh, agreed. Agreed, definitely. Um but I think he has potential to be one of the greatest Knicks of all time. I mean, definitely. Maybe even the best. Maybe near Patch Gearing. No, I don't think Randall is on that level. Did you watch Ewing? You didn't. You're too young, right? Well, yeah, but I've seen plenty of highlight reels. And, uh, and, right. and, and, he just, and he reminds me of Randall. They just get off the same impression. No, no. Completely, completely. No, I'm not trying to knock Julius Randall. But it's not even comparable. You know, people would say that Melo belonged in that conversation years ago when Melo was, uh, you know, part of that 54 win team. No, no way. 
But I will tell you who could be uh, one of those guys. Jalen Brunson. Mm. Okay. I, mm-hmm. So while we're on the top of the NBA, actually, I'd like to say that uh, uh, what you were saying just about a few minutes ago about how the NBA with the, the overtimes are very boring during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I, I highly disagree because uh, I really think that the the difference from the playoffs from the regular season is just is just another level. I mean, growing up as as an NBA fan, I really the, the playoffs the, the the playoffs is just next level. It's just not the regular season gets boring. It just right. gets boring sometimes. Even the the, the the buzzer beaters, they happen every day. Like no one, no, no one really cares when you get to the playoffs. Agree. Showtime. I I agree. I, I I think the NBA goes up a little bit too. The NHL though was just so intense. It's such a difference maker uh, when okay, you go from so, right. Okay, it could be. You, I guess you just have more of a nag for for NHL. I no, because I'm a I'm a basketball guy. Oh, me me, me too. I mean, I grew up. Uh, you, now you wouldn't know. How old did you say you were again, Josh? I'm 22. Actually, turning 23 in a few minutes. Well, Wait a minute. It's, it's 12 o'clock already. Well, then ha- happy birthday to you, Josh. But he- here's the thing you have to understand. Uh, thank you for the call and for the kind words. You have to understand that the 90s were something special with the Knicks in the postseason every single year. So this is not a- an NHL bias. As a matter of fact, I've always been a- – NHL is my fourth. It would be baseball, football, basketball, hockey, although in the 90s, I would put the Knicks up against anybody. Like That's how much I loved – lived and died with every possession in the 90s. And there's no doubt that the NBA's game is significantly better in the postseason than it is in the regular season, but the NHL is better. Postseason NHL is, let's say, five times what the regular season NHL is. The NBA's postseason is, say, three times what the NBA's regular regular season is. I don't know if that's the right way to... How am I not saying it the right way, Fleek? You know what I mean? The sport jumps. I know both sports, obviously. All sports do. It's I always going to be. You're saying there's like a bigger jump in intensity for the NHL regular season to postseason than there is in the NBA. I feel like the postseason in the NHL is far greater than the regular season. And I like the regular season. Well, it's probably, I mean, you have one, over, uh, overtime games can give you the sudden death aspect. And two, in the NHL, we talk about this all the time you have a much greater chance for big upsets just because of the way the sport is. It's why we love the NCAA tournament, things right. like that. Even the NFL playoffs and MLB playoffs, NBA is the one that, you know, the best team or one of the best two or three teams is always going to come out on top, and you can appreciate that because it might give you the best champion, but it makes those rounds, especially the earlier rounds, not as exciting Correct. at times. That, I think you just nailed it. I think that's probably the biggest key where you see – you know, like the Nets Sixers, for example, a 3-6, where you realistically know the Nets have no chance to win that series. Upsets happen, of course, but not as frequently as the NHL, where you just look at it as a gauntlet. One through eight in each conference essentially has a chance. That's not the case with the NBA, where six, seven, eight generally have no shot. That's a big difference, too. I'm not knocking the NBA's postseason. I enjoy the NBA's postseason. By the way, let's revisit this in two weeks after I go to you know two Nick games and a Ranger game as well. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Oh my God, Salakata on the fan. What's up, where Chris? Have you, where have you been? Where have you been? All right, your schedule is 
not matching my schedule now. So I figured that was the case. Yeah, so, sucks for um, you. Yeah. I should have asked leagues about this. I don't want to waste my call on this, but just really quickly, did they they change something where the NBA used to end around end of this week? Where when the NBA, when the when the playoffs started for the NBA, it used to be and leagues might notice too. If I'm wrong, I don't know, but it, it used to be where the first round of the NBA season was basically the NHL was heading at the end of the first round, heading into the second round, where the Stanley Cup used to be before the finals. Now it seems like it's all going to link together at the same time. Uh, I don't remember. I, I don't. I was trying to think of that myself, Chris. Just looking at the schedule, it's it's yeah. wild the way that it is. The NBA spaces it out way too way too much. Um, I, think, yeah. I think they shortened it. They did a lot more back to backs. I think this this season, where I think they used to end more like on the twentieth, the NBA season. It ended like a, over like a week early. It looked like I don't know, yeah. but I don't. I don't like the Rangers and, and the Knicks playing on the same exact night, same time. It's gonna, it's, the, uh, that uh, I hate. I don't understand yeah. why they do that. Now, I'll yeah. have the two TVs set up at work, so I'm fortunate enough to be able to have that, but I hate the idea that we got to watch. I mean, come on. It's the first time in 10 years that both these teams have been in the postseason the same year, and we got to have the, them play on the same night? Come on. Exactly. I don't like it. All right, I, I got to talk about my, my, my Knicks. Do I have uh, five seconds to talk about the Mets real quick? Go ahead, real quick, because I do got to break. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. Um, so, look, with the Mets, Alvarez, He's not. He's clearly not ready. The guy defensively, he's letting it. People are stealing on him left and right because he's just he's just not ready at all defensively and offensively. He's not being that impressive. But you know he needs to sit. He needs to get back down so he can still practice defensively. To me, now main thing I talked to you a couple weeks ago um, before the, the season started. I was going down. I was I came down on on Pete, and you were telling me you can't be down on Pete. Look at the numbers. And my main point was clutch. And he showed me the other night, that's the P I want to see. Top of the ninth out, down by one run, no outs, and he bashed that home run. He saved, the, he saved the series because they yeah. were, I mean, they cannot lose a game to the no. A's. And I'm sitting there listening to it, driving home from Sesame Place yep. in a ton of traffic, thinking to myself, this freaking team is going to lose yep. a game to the crappy A's. And it's uh-huh. unacceptable. Yep. And then the next thing I know, Alonzo hits the bomb oh. game, Todd, they win the game. Oh. And that was a Piazza. The greatest compliment I can pay a player is to say it's a Piazza-like moment, and that is exactly what Pete had. I lost it. I loved it. Um, with the Knicks out, oh, man, that was a great game. And you know what? I haven't watched any of these games as far as uh, these playoff games because I'm just I'm – I'm local. I'm about the Knicks, you know, and these are rare moments. But they did. They played sloppy, Sal. I'm standing on, on the porch watching my wife. She's into it. Have some drinks. I'm, you know, we're screaming at the TV. It was great at the end, but you know, this was they played sloppy. And um, look, Cleveland don't want it with us. And I think we're we're heading toward. I like how things are heading toward the different rounds. If we get, you know, say it's Miami, and I'm not worried about that. I'm not even worried about the Celtics if they can knock out 76ers. So, but look, my my main thing is what we need to see. If we're gonna make it anywhere far, it's it's. Uh, I'm not worried about Randall. I'm not w- worried about. Um, Brunson, they're going to hold it down. I'm I'm worried about RJ. RJ got me the X factor in, in this play. No, he stinks. He, he R- needs to act like he's a third. He's he third, he's third, not. Third he no. He's but he's not, Chris. And thank you for the call. He stinks. I'm sorry. Enough of RJ Barrett. Stop shooting the ball. He needed to get off the floor down the stretch. The Knicks started to pull away and cinch that game once RJ Barrett took a seat. He's terrible. He is the thing holding the Knicks back. R.J. Barrett not being able to shoot the basketball is why the Knicks are not a championship caliber. And I will I will admit, 
you know, because you were getting a little carried away there, Chris. But I will admit, when I saw the honest news of some back trouble and he winning game one, I thought to myself, the path has been paved to an Eastern Conference Finals. And that still may be a possibility. Now, a long way to go here. But the Knicks didn't even play a great game, and they beat the Cavs in Cleveland. Garden will be rocking come Friday. I cannot wait to go with my wife on Sunday. 1 o'clock, Sunday afternoon at the Garden. Are you kidding me? Give me goosebumps. Knicks in the playoffs? I'm going to be playing that NBA on NBC music. I don't care if they don't do it anymore. I'm going to have that. Listen to that in the seat. This town is going to be lit over this next week with the Knicks and Rangers. Knicks have a shot. But yeah, R.J. Barrett is infuriating. Just stick to the game. Stick to his game. Attack the rim. That's it. And he's he cannot be on the floor down the stretch of these games. He can't shoot. He's a liability. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Finish up on the phones here. DJ Stewart will be on at 2 o'clock. Charlie is calling from Beth Page. What's up, Charlie? Sal, how you doing, buddy? How's things been? Great, Charlie. How are you? Not too bad. Yeah, big Met win tonight, but you got me all pumped on hockey now. You started bringing up hockey. Uh, there was nothing like hockey. Uh, I'm so pumped for tonight's game. I'll Ranger Devils. Um, it is going to be a great series. I'm expecting to probably go all six, seven games. It should be a real good one. Uh, playoff hockey is nothing like it. I mean, look, you're talking about Edmonton before. I don't believe they blew that game. They had a 3-1 lead in that game, and then they lose it in uh, overtime. But, uh, yeah, I would love to see Connor McDavid and uh, Edmonton playing the Rangers in the Stanley Cup. Oh, me that too, Charlie. Sign, sign me up, Charlie, and thank you for the call. Sign me up. Edmonton and the Rangers, that's what I want. It, tonight's going to be huge. I cannot wait for these games tonight. There are certain nights where it's special. This is one of those special, potentially historic nights. you get got the Knicks and Rangers, first time in the postseason together in 10 years, both playing postseason games tonight. Knicks on the road in Cleveland looking to take a commanding two games and a lead. Rangers and Devils getting going. Win or lose, I'll be here after those games. As soon as the Yankee post game is over, we'll be on to talk about it. Jason is in Waterbury, Connecticut. What's up, Jason? Yo, Sal. What's up, bro? How are you, Jason? Hey, good, man. Um, I just I wanted to make a point about the Knicks before I got to the Mets. You know, that that young call that you had. I mean, I can't even I can't even believe what he said about Randall comparing him to Ewing, That's man. Insulting. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. I mean Ewing was unbelievable. He had no help. That's why he never won a championship, man. But getting back to the uh to the Mets, you know, I love Buck, but I mean I st- I just can't fathom why this team brought up Alvarez because I know he played yesterday and I mean he helped Fudo a lot. Fudo pitched pretty well, but if they're if if this guy's not gonna play a 
every day. Look at Nito. He's out there. I mean, look at and he did nothing for Peter, Peterson tonight. Peterson gave up six runs. I mean, Alvarez, if he's going to be here, why the hell is he not playing every day, man? You know well, what I mean? I'm he's not, not going to be that guy. But. He's not. He's not going to be playing every day, Jason. And thank you for the call. And if you guys noticed, I'm being a little short here because I want to try to get everybody in. We got four minutes to go. So I appreciate taking the time to call. Give us a call back earlier next time. We'll get you in, get you more time. He's no catcher is going to play every day. So and, and Alvarez has looked over match. So he's going to get proper playing time. Maybe it's going to be a split, but he cannot play every day. So I wouldn't freak out when he's not in the lineup. And by the way, you can't freak out when he's not in the lineup anymore because he hasn't hit. Doug is on Long Island. What's up, Doug? Hey, Sal. I, I want to be quick. Uh, tremendous, tremendous win for the Mets tonight. Great. Win. One of those games that you know a road trip can be six and four or seven and three because of a game like tonight. It was a huge win. Um, I got to get to the Knicks with you. You know, it's it's been forever. Um, you know, the Josh Hart thing, he's probably not going to play tomorrow night. Stinks. But they won game one and got nothing from RJ, IQ, and Grimes. I, I really feel like, like if the Knicks play their game, they're gonna they're gonna win this series in five or six games. I'm not even sweating it. They did not even play a good game. You're 100 percent right. They didn't. It's a miracle that you could win a postseason game on the road and be as sloppy as the Knicks were in that game. Don't you feel like you know, like a couple of the young players, like you saw Obi try a, try a three, missed by a foot or two, <laughs> yeah. turned into a pass. You saw Grimes' IQ clearly did not look comfortable. I I, I feel like it's their thing, but. The last thing, the most important, you know how I feel about the Rangers. You know, you know when it comes to the locals and the rivals, those mean more to me. Tomorrow night's a big night. I, I want to call you tomorrow night off a Ranger win, a Nick win, and a Met win. I want to call you. I want to hit the Triple Crown tomorrow night and call you. I'll take I'll take call. two of three. I don't know if we're going to be able to get it, Doug, but make sure you call back either way, and thank you for the call. I want to hear from you. Tomorrow night's going to be a big one. I cannot wait to get on to react to all that action tomorrow. Now, we'll probably be on again against the Mets. Bruce is calling from San Pedro, Belize. What's up, Bruce? Hey, Sal. Good to hear your voice. I know it's short on time. It was a tremendous Met game. I listened to it on the radio. And, uh, oh, man, what a game. Yeah. Dodgers loaded, man. I don't keep track of all these players. But Freddie Freeman, I'm glad he's in L.A. That's all I got to say. That guy, geez, he kills us. And uh, no, I'm short on time, but I love your show. Can't keep track of your times either. But let's go Rangers, baby. Yeah, oh, let's go Rangers, Bruce. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. Let's go Rangers. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Between the Knicks and Rangers? What else could there be? Eric is in Ron Congam, Eric. Oh, hey, Sal. I didn't think I was getting in there. Okay, real real quick. Uh, disappointing Mets. Uh, I learned a loss of a good Mets win, and good to hear that you're going to the Knicks game so that uh, we got two games going against each other there. So I like that. Yeah, the Islanders are I didn't want to leave you out, Eric. Sorry. I would hate to do that normally. But you called. You always call, so I want to at least get you on a little bit. So we appreciate that. Yeah, it's going to be wild here. Islanders and, and Rangers. Uh, Islanders and uh, Knicks playing at the same time. You get the Knicks and Rangers playing at the same time tonight. That game you're talking about on Sunday. Hey, look, if you're an Islander fan, you're into that series. If you're a Ranger fan, you're into the series tonight. Knicks fan, into the series tonight. This is a great time to be a New York sports fan. Mets and Yankees as well. Be back tonight to wrap it all up.
Thanks to Fleeks. Thanks to Rosie. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. EJ Stewart coming up next. We'll see you tonight after all the action. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.